It's finally baseball season, ladies and gentlemen, and boy, have the race started off hot. It's a great thing to see. I'm Aiden Pearson, joined by Matt Jermaine, as always, here on In the Tank. And Matt, you got to be happy with how the Rays have played the first three days. We'll get into all that here in just a second. First of all, if you guys haven't already, make sure to follow us on all the platforms. Give us a five-star rating. It truly does help out pushing our podcast all over the place. Follow us on Twitter at in the tank TV at Aiden on air, as well as at Matt underscore Jermaine underscore. So Matt, let's start with game one and we'll work our way through it and then preview the series against Boston game one coming out. Tyler glass now gave us exactly what we needed a great pitching performance on both sides of the ball. Rays end up winning one, nothing thanks to a late home run by Austin Meadows, who we'll talk about shortly, but let's start with glass. Now what a performance. Yeah, that was elite. That was the, the kind of statement you want to make when you open up a season. It was great to see the slutter working the way that we, we were hoping it would work. And uh, if he does that all season long and, and is as efficient as he was, we're in for a treat. It's going to be a lot of fun. It definitely is going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm going to make a little bit of a joke here, but it sucks the fact that it sucks the fact that he didn't get to take a real AB. They basically said, stand in the box and don't swing. Yeah. And you can understand why. There's no need to, first of all, it makes a statement to MLB. Like, we're not just going to play this game and, and get guys injured. Um, but it also says a lot that, you know, he he's important to the rotation. He's, he's a guy that if they lost him, they'd have to do a lot of swimming to, to get back into it. So they, they exactly. Weren't. Exactly 100%. So game one, Austin Meadows, eighth inning, home run. Great to see Austin coming back and swinging. And we'll talk a little bit more about what he did in game two. But you got to be happy with how the way Austin Meadows swung that bat in the first game as well as the second one. Yeah, well, I'll, I'd actually talk to about him and, and Yoshi at the top of the lineup. It's been a great tandem. Like, uh, I think both of them look comfortable in their roles. And if Austin can be that number two guy, remember they had Tommy Pham in there before, and he was critical of the lineup really being consistent. If Austin can be that guy, that's a huge piece for them. And that's the way I look at it is his at-bats were great in, in the two-hole. And I think he has been the one guy who can truly count on in this Rays lineup. In that, in that first game, he was the only one, obviously, to, to get a run across the board. Now let's move over to game two. We'll start on the mound with Ryan Yarborough. Five and two-thirds innings of four-hit baseball. No earned runs. Only three strikeouts. But you got to be happy with what you saw from Yarborough. Honestly, he just he picked up right where Tyler left off. And, and, and he looked you know dominant in a different way. Just uh, painting of corners when he needed to. Ball was moving all over the place. Exactly what you expected from Ryan. And I was thinking of you the whole time, thinking you must be excited because... He's your, he's your guy. So <laughs> I, I was absolutely loving life. Uh, also in that game, Fairbanks give you a third of an inning. Uh, like always kept us on the edge of our seats. Uh, classic Peter Fairbanks move right there. A uh, little bit of concern with the velocity with, with Peter. Like the, I don't know if that's something they're consciously doing, which is possible there. You can get a lot more movement on pitches and maybe have a longer uh, season with that. Maybe that's the plan. Uh, but I don't think they had any worries about the velocity in the first game if they put him in the second game. Now, maybe they only had him in there for a third of an inning to see, okay, is he healthy sort of thing? Um, maybe, but he, at least he's healthy up to now. They haven't told us he's not. So Yeah, we'll true. 
Chaz Rowe giving up two runs, Ryan Sheriff blowing a save, giving up a run, Kittredge giving up a run, but earning the win, and then Diego Castillo saving that out for his second save of the season. Let's talk a little bit about that offense. Rays come out and score four runs in the ninth, or excuse me, I believe it should be, yeah, four runs in the ninth to give themselves a lead for the win. Austin Meadows, another home run. Yoshi Sutsugo 0 for 3 with a walk. But the real man of the hour, I mean, we got to give credit to Brandon Lau for his hit, but the real man of the hour, Joey Wendell with that big three-run home run. Joey Wendell is taking the most of the opportunity he's getting to play, and we see that with him being in the starting lineup tonight, which we'll get into a little bit later. But how happy are you that Joey Wendell is looking great? The probably the most underrated him and, and probably Mike Brasso, the the intensity and the everyday playing ability that they bring to this team, the versatility with it is just incredible. And to see him do that and to really own it. And, and I mean, in a big moment that they needed him to, to come up big in, uh, that was huge. Definitely a, a big season start for him and hopefully it feeds into the rest of the season. And we also saw Francisco Mejia get a get an RBI in that game too. Great to see him swinging the bat well and played a pretty good defense behind home plate. And I think we got a pretty nice catching tandem to start off the season. Yes, we do. I'm very satisfied with everything I've seen from them. Now, Mike, arm-wise and recognizing the, the running game a little bit more maybe, uh, but, but everything else has been stellar for sure. So the Rays take the first two in Miami. Then we go to game three. Game three, uh, I mean it's an interesting game. And I know a lot of Rays fans on Twitter were not happy. You know, both of us, you and I are both on Rays Twitter. We we see what happens out there. Um, let's start with the pitching like we have. Rich Hill going four, four innings, giving up four runs on five hits, two walks, and a strikeout. So disappointing, I, I think, is the way to say it. You know, it's hard to tell. Disappointing. They came out of it healthy. They learned some things about themselves. I think their game plans are going to change. Now, Chris Archer can't go out there and be a fastball slider guy anymore. He just can't. You can't live off of two pitches. That's a reliever. If he's going to do that, make him a reliever, leave him back there. But he needs to use the changeup. And the changeup was very effective when he used it. He needs to, to really throw it a lot more. Like I'm talking 20 to 30%, somewhere in that range. And then he'll have more effectiveness with the other pitches because he's spotting his spots fairly well. It's just not, there's no deception because he's always fastball slider. So he's going to have to change that. Now with Rich Hill, I think he missed, he got a lot of calls against him. He wasn't missing many bats though. That's true. And, and that'll come eventually, but it is, there's some calls, some key calls with two strikes that he didn't get. And he could tell they were eating at him on the mound. So I'm giving him more leeway than Chris. And, and I think, if I was in, in weariness uh, mode, I put, I'm least worried about Rich Hill. I'm most worried about Colin McHugh because what I saw from Colin McHugh, if he's throwing strikes, he's hittable. That is not a good thing to be. And, and so I think of the three, I'm most worried about Colin because he's going to have a role on this team. He needs to step up. And, so. and guys, I know you're listening to us and we are overanalyzing things here. And that's our job as reporters and as podcasters of the Rays. We're going to overanalyze these things. We also understand as baseball fans and Rays reporters, it's one game. We're three games into a 162-game season. So please understand that when we come back and recap every series, it's going to be things like that. We're going to overanalyze what's happening, but we'll always shoot you straight on here. I want to go ahead and go to this lineup Mm -hmm. real quick. 
the top four in the lineup that game have seemed to click all season long so far. You've got Austin Meadows, Manuel Margot, Joey Wendell, Yandi Diaz, and then when Yoshi Sutsugo is in there, he's hitting the ball well as well. I'm very pleased with how this team is playing and how this lineup is hitting the ball. You know, game one, they only got one run. But other than that, they look like they're taking good swings, not chasing pitches out of the zone. And when they're making contact, it's a loud contact. Well, they're doing what a mature lineup should be doing, really. And and when you consider how great uh, a pitching staff the Marlins have, they're, they're doing exactly what you need to do to get a few runs across the board. So, yeah, you, I'm satisfied with what I've seen. There's there's a few at-bats here and there. Maybe KK, I thought his swing work would have would have helped out in the offseason. It hasn't really shown up yet, but who knows? It might eventually. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I I think they'll score a lot more runs against the Red Sox. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, I They better light up this pitching staff. <laughs> Excuse me there. But they got to light up this Red Sox pitching staff. And let's go ahead – and let's look ahead to this Red Sox series. Let's start. The lineup has come out for today. Yoshi Tsutsugo is going to lead it off at first base with Austin Meadows in the DH now that we're in an American League Park. Randy Arozarena will play left and hit third with Brandon Lau protecting him playing second base. Margot and right hitting in the five hole behind Joey Wendell, who gets another start for his third straight game. Willie Adamas will play short. Kevin Kiermeyer in center and Mike Zanino behind the dish catching Ray's right-hander Michael Waka for his first start of the season. I'm happy. I'm happy with how that lineup shakes up, and I'm really excited to see Waka on the mound. What is your first thoughts on this series? Uh, well, my first thought is it's interesting how Austin Meadows gets a break out of right field after the the few errors that he put on uh, in, in the last game. So, uh, But I'm really excited to see what Mal- Michael Waka has to, to offer because – We've seen now that there's going to be issues with Archer and Hill. They're going to have to iron that out early on. So if Michael Walker can come out, make a statement, that kind of settles things down. It goes, okay, we're, we're confident with three pieces. We can mix in the rest. Um, but if it doesn't go well, then things start to kind of get a little bit shakier and the, the sense of urgency might be a little bit higher. But I expect today to be a statement game. They have to go in there and follow up what the Orioles did, put the hammer down on the Red Sox, take care of business, and, and get back on track. The last time they, they got got 12 runs scored against them in, in 2020, they ended up winning the next five games. And that was against the, the Blue Jays and the Yankees. So they need that kind of comeback and to kind of say, nope, we're a great team. We're going back to the World Series. We're back on track today. And let's also talk about this here. Michael Walker has been around for a while. And let's talk about, uh, uh, sorry, Red Sox hitters against Waka. Uh, there's only a few hitters who have actually had any success against Waka. Alex Verdugo is one for two. Hunter Renfro is one for four. Enrique Hernandez, however, three for six with a homer. He's the guy to definitely look for. Every other Red Sox batter who has faced him doesn't have a hit off of him, which is a good sign. Obviously, this is a different Michael Waka than they have faced before. So it will definitely be different. But I think that that looks out, bodes well for the Rays, especially with Michael Waka on the mound. I think Michael Waka's ears are wide open. And whatever the Rays tell him he needs to do to have success, he's on board for. So when Mike Zanino puts the fingers down, it's going to be, yep, that's what I'm throwing. And then they're going to go to work. I think he's going to have a good game. I, I'm not going to predict how many pitches he throws or how many innings. But I think it's going to be a solid start, even if he gives up a few runs. 
um, I think that we're going to see him kind of establish himself. So as long as he comes out healthy and, and with the win, I think we'll be happy. Let's look at the other side of, of the team and Red Sox pitcher, Nick Pavetta is going to take the mound. Hasn't Eight pitched yet this season. Only two raised hitters have history against him. Manuel Margot is one for seven. Francisco Mejia, 0 for one in as many at bats. I think the Rays, the key to this game will be getting to Pavetta early and getting to this Red Sox bullpen because this pitching staff did not look good against Baltimore. They looked like crap, for lack of a better term, against Baltimore. Yeah. And they're already kind of a little bit thin there because of the amount of work they've had to put in. So you could you could say that by using them a lot this game, they, they get the benefit of having seen them at least once and then get to see them probably again in the series. So, yeah, I like Nick Pavetta. I think his potential... Bill was still there when he left the Phillies. Um, hopefully the, the Red Sox do right by him. He's a good guy, Canadian guy. Um, I just think uh, the Rays should be able to get some runs on the board against them as long as they're doing work the, the way they can. And, and that's going to be the key. It's going to be making sure you can make get, – get – Get to this pitching staff because the thing you're going to have to do is we know Boston's bullpen is not very good, but if you can get to this pitching staff and get to it early and often, you're going to give your chance a self to you're going to give your team a chance to succeed. Pardon me there. So I, I think you have to see the offense get to them early and often. And I think that starts out there with Austin Meadows and Yoshi Sutsugo at the top of the lineup. Like you talked about at the beginning here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the key. And, and it'll be the same way that, that Boston looks at the Rays, to be honest. They, they've seen what the last game looked like for, for the Rays in terms of the, the bullpen arms and, and through the week, how dependent they are on certain guys at like Castillo and Fairbanks. So um, maybe they're looking at it the same kind of way where they're going to want Walker out of there early. So it'll be interesting to say, see who gets who out first. Looking ahead to the rest of the series against Boston, it looks like it'll be Tyler Glass now versus Martin Perez and then Ryan Yarborough versus Nathan Eovaldi uh, to round out the series. I got to think you got to be happy with how the Rays pitching staff is lining up against the Boston team and starting out against a division opponent, keeping your bullpen rested, especially going into a series against New York, which we'll preview after the Boston series is got to be a huge key for Tampa. Right. Well, and it also sets up the season for, for Boston, right? If they, if they start the season one and five or, or zero and six, that, that's a huge, you know, and in the AL East, that's a huge divot to be starting <laughs> the, the season with too. So I'm not saying they're going to become sellers immediately, but, but it sets them up onto that course eventually where they're not going to really be a contender um, more likely. And that's something that we all predicted anyway, but yeah, what I like a lot too is, both Yarbrough and uh, Glass now didn't really have high pitch counts. So they can add on a little bit on their pitch counts this time around, maybe pitch 80, 85 each, and then keep going that way and strengthening through the season. So yeah. hopefully they get to both be as efficient as they were the last time out. And we're, we're watching them cruise through six and then give a shorter end uh, to the bullpen because it's going to be a long stretch here that we're going on. And Rays fans, please, please notice that when – Cash pulled glass now with the little amount of pitches. You got to understand, we played 60 games last season, and now we're trying to ramp it up to a 162. Sure, you can be upset. Sure, I understand he was dealing. It didn't come back to bite us in that game. 
And I think that Rays fans, he's going to start to get stretched out. Him and Yarborough, I think, are going to be the two especially who, if they're pitching well, a low pitch count into the sixth, seventh inning, even though the stats may say pull them around the third time through, if they're starting to deal, you could see them get longer starts and, and save the bullpen for some of these days behind Hill, Waka, Archer, guys who they want to, you know, limit right. because of injury. Oh, for sure. And I even having said that, once they get to that sixth inning mark, and let's say they complete the sixth inning, I, regardless of the pitch count, I don't think they're going to push them past that because they want to bank as many pitches and innings as possible through the season. The Rays are looking at the World Series. They're not looking at just squeaking into the playoffs. They want to make it far when they get there. So I think on, until August, if they can squeeze out some pitches out of their, their ammunition, they, they'll do that. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and take a look at the American Lease league east standings i know it's early we're gonna do this every time we go on a podcast however try and get you guys updated right now baltimore leading the way with a 3-0 sweep of boston tampa bay and toronto tied at two and one baltimore or new york at one and two and boston rounding out the standings at o and three three games back of baltimore now matt i want to talk about one story before we go ahead and give a few picks here in for picks for the upcoming series Ryan Sheriff uh, decided to go uh, race place Sheriff on the restricted list, uh, taking some time away from the game. We know this is a touchy subject, ladies and gentlemen, so we're not going to dive too far into it. We just wanted to acknowledge the story and just say that our thoughts are with him. Our thoughts are with Sheriff and hopefully he finds his love for the game again. Right. And that's, that's key for sure. And then I have no idea that you say find the love for the game. I don't know what the exact reason is that he, that, that this was required. Um, the, the one thing that I did notice when he was pitching and the one game that he appeared in is that he was fighting himself on, on the mound. And it was something that didn't seem, it wasn't the same Ryan that we saw in 2020 that was attacking hitters. He seemed kind of, uh, something was on his mind. So hopefully he gets that sorted out and hopefully he takes the mound again, uh, this season. And we'll also acknowledge the fact that the all-star game has been moved out of Atlanta. We'll give you more details as they emerge right now. The story is still in its infancy and we like to keep things on here politics-free, so we'll, we'll keep our opinions to ourselves on that one. But we do want to acknowledge, as it is a relatively big story, we do want to acknowledge it here. That way we keep you guys in the loop. The, the key here for the Rays is that they brought up Joseph Odom, and which is, I understand it from, from a positional standpoint of not having a backup. Like They probably didn't want to bring Mike Zanino in, and they might have wanted to get some of their guys some work in with Joseph Odom and get him more familiar with some of the pitching staff. Uh, even if, if it's a, for a short time, but it'll be interesting to see through this stretch what they use that spot for and who might benefit in that aspect from, from having that extra arm possibly in the pen. Yeah, Joseph Odom on the taxi squad as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Matt, let's go ahead and take a look forward to this Boston series. We already previewed tonight's game and the rest of the series. Let's look back at Miami one more time. Who was your player of the series for that for that Miami series? Ooh, uh, that a tire glass now. Just because he was elite, like that that first stretch of, of innings he put together were were so good. I don't think I I was not paying as close attention to David Price when he was with the Rays, but I don't know if anybody in Rays history has ever had 
that kind of first start of the season, uh, an opening day where they say, bam, there it is. And I looked at the last four, and I know for a fact that Charlie Morton and Blake Snell did not do as well. For him to come out that strong first start is just so exciting for the season that I have to give it to him. Exactly. I'm going to go on the hitter side of the things. I mean, I got to give it to Austin Meadows with the way he played in Miami. Absolutely taking care of Miami pitching a great series. And hopefully this is the start of a bounce back. Didn't have a great season last year, but we've talked about it all off season. Now that we're in the regular season, we're starting to see hopefully a comeback of Austin Meadows and Brandon Lau. Hopefully will start heating up soon. Let's take a look forward to this Boston series. Matt, I want we're going to call this the pick to click segment or however you want to call it sponsors. If you are listening, we are very open. Shoot us a DM. We'd love to work with you. You can have your name as a part of the pick to click segment. We, we can name it after you. It's perfect right there. So Matt, let's start with this. I want your pitcher to click your hitter to click. And then one player on Boston who you think is going to have a good series. Um, for uh, the pitcher to click. I'm going to go with Michael Walker because I think he's going to want to make a statement as well. And I don't think it'll be as dominant as glass now and Yarbrough were, but I still think it'll make a statement. He might go deeper. They might let him go a little bit deeper uh, for the hitter to click. I'm going to say Manuel Margot uh, near the end of the Marlins series. He just looked like the, the switch had turned on and he was ready to go. Uh, he's hitting the ball hard. Um, so I I'm expecting him to have a really good series. And then on the uh, Boston side, I'm going to say, I, I know the easy pick is Enrique, but I'm going to say that uh, Christian Vasquez is going to give the, the Rays a little bit of a, of, of, an, of a problem. And they've never really pitched that well to him in his, historically. He's done well against the Rays, so I'm going to give it to him. There you go. I like it. Now my turn. I'm going to start with a pitcher to click. I'm going to go ahead and go with my boy Ryan Yarborough in game three on that on that day game at 110. I think he's just going to come out and build off that start. Five and two-thirds innings, his last start out. I think he just continues to build and build off that. I think he's going to be a special player for the Rays this season. I said it all offseason, and I'll continue to say it now. Going to a hitter to click, I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to go with Francisco Mejia. I think Mejia is going to come out. In Boston, we saw little glimpses of what he can do in Miami. And now I think in Boston, he'll probably get the start catching Yarborough on Wednesday. Glass uh, Zanino will probably get two, but we could potentially see him DH uh, in that second game. Who knows? Used off the bench. But I think he could get a nice spark here in this Boston series and definitely allow him to do some big things. I think hitter-wise, I think the person that I'm looking out for is Bobby Dahlbeck. I think Dahlbeck is... Rays haven't really seen him all that much. And I think the Rays have always struggled against rookies in Boston, especially. So I think the Rays, you know, got to come out with a plan of attack. And I think he's going to give them a lot of trouble. I think on the pitching side, Eovaldi didn't look good, but Martin Perez is another guy who I'm looking at who has given the Rays fits in the past, who could potentially give him on the mound. And if you can get to that bullpen early, especially tonight against Pavetta, it gives yourself a chance to win because after Perez's five, six innings, who are they going to go to at that back end, especially to close games out? Yeah, their pen is just, there's a, honestly, I know their, their system a little bit. And I would say that they're, uh, they're, there's a three or four arms they should be calling on right away and not waiting because it's, it's going to hurt them all season long for sure. So that is our season pre or our series preview against Boston. It'll be exciting to see uh, 
One other thing I want to do before we go here, and this one will be a good one, so make sure to stay tuned. Matt, I picked up a little Gatorade here recommended to us by Alan Strong, and I wanted to try it on the podcast because we've talked so much about it in the offseason that I think yeah. it was only right that I tried it live on the podcast. Um, for those of you who uh, can't see it, it's our Gatorade Fierce Melon. Uh, Alan Strong came on at the beginning of the offseason or the beginning of the podcast, I should say, and really recommended this and said it's the best Gatorade flavor out here. And he said it's a rare one to find and one that's really obscure. So I wanted to get it and try it and see what our listeners had to think about it or see what I had to think about it for our listeners. Now, yeah. I'll, I'll put a warning over this. I'm not a huge melon guy in general, so we'll see. So it's a skewed bias. He's drinking it. There's no spitting back out. He didn't spray it all over the screen. We got a serious look on the eyes. It's interesting. I'm not sure if I like it or don't like it because it almost tastes like a mixture of watermelon and honeydew melon or like a honeydew and a cantaloupe mixed together almost. It's like um, a melon combo. Yeah, almost. It's really sweet. Like it's sweeter than I'd probably like for a melon flavor, especially when I think a melon, I think more summer refreshing. It's definitely yeah. sweet, but I'd say in a ranking scale, a six out of 10. You should, you should try it out with uh, doing like two-thirds that and one-third uh, water and seeing if it helps. Yeah, maybe. But I'd say a solid six out of ten for, for a solid ranking on it, you know? Uh, yeah. I'll have to text Alan and let him know what I thought about it. <laughs> that sounds good, buddy. Well, what do you think the series comes out at against uh, Rays in Boston? I'm going to say Rays take two out of three. I think they're going to struggle against Martin Perez in game two. I think Glass now will give him a chance to stay in it and it'll come down to the late innings. Um, but I think they can definitely get to Eovaldi, especially the fact that Eovaldi came with the Rays when he had that Tommy John surgery. Um, I don't know much about Pavetta. I've never really seen him pitch, but I think with Waka on the mound in the way this lineup is hungry, especially after losing as bad as they did in Miami on that last game, I think they're hungry. They want to hit and getting right at the throats of a division opponent is going to be big. I think they're going to sweep. I think uh, the Rays are going to, are really going to gut punch the, the Red Sox to an 0-6 record to start off the season. And that's going to suck for them, especially the, the fans in Fenway. But uh, I, I just, I think the Rays are looking a little bit at establishing themselves a little bit before they get in the Yankees series. And I think that's what's going to drive them to, to really give it to Boston. So, Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for listening. And also one quick thing, if you guys would like to send us questions, because we want to start a mailbag segment every episode, if we can, if you guys want to send us questions, DM us on Twitter at in the tank TB at Matt underscore Jermaine underscore at Aiden on air. We'll be happy to read those on air and answer them as best as we can for you. Cause we'd love to hear from you. That's all. That's what all this is about. Audience participation is huge and key. And we'd love to hear from you guys. We'll be back next episode right after the Boston series ends, right before New York series. We'll break down the new Boston series. We'll preview New York series. And that's sort of what you can expect from us, guys. Before every series, we'll break down the last one, preview the next one, and sort of give you guys a taste on what we can expect. And we have some interviews that we did throughout the offseason that we'll sprinkle in as well um, to give you guys some bonus content as well. Matt, any last thoughts before we sign off? Nope. Uh, just looking forward to, to getting more action and seeing, uh, seeing more uh, highlights. The highlight reels have been clicking. 
the bouncing balls off the heads and the, the <laughs> some mishaps and, and some great plays. And it's great to see. I love it. All right. All right. Let's, I'm going to do this before we end off three quick hitting questions. Okay. okay. These you, you get two words to answer each question. Okay. Let's start with, we'll start with this Castellanos right. Castellanos two game suspension justified or no. No. I agree. 1000%. Yadier Molina started it. <laughs> All right. Show show Shohei Otani, new face of baseball. Overused. Overused. I, Hold on. I, I got to ask for an elaboration on that. I think Joe Madden is burning the candle at both ends and it's going to come back to haunt him. Maybe not right away, but sometime mid season that you can't physically, just physically. I think the aspect is going to, I love what I'm seeing. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he lasts the whole season. He does this all year, but it's just has never been done. And I think that when you're doing both things on the same day, eventually your body's just going to quit and it's going to, it's going to quit, quit loud. I think. And so. two more questions here. Your mom, Mercedes, your mom, Mercedes eight for eight to start the season early contender for rookie of the year. Why well, he's put himself on the map. I, don't, I still think we have to go a little bit on his history and guys will catch up to him, but it's great to see. It's fun for sure. Blake, Sna- Blake Snell's San Diego debut. Success or worrisome? As expected. As expected. I like it. I, I, I'd have to agree. I mean, I think going only like six innings in your career, you can't expect much more. And maybe we'll see them try and lengthen him out, but who knows? Who knows what San Diego's plan is? The one thing San Diego has is a plethora of arms right now. Yeah. You just, it's frustrating because we know what Blake Snell could be if he pitched like Roy Holiday did, which is to attack the strike zone and, and seek contact, but he's always shied away from it. So can you do? Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up this episode of in the tank of on, on season of in the season Episode one, I think is that's what we'll call this one on season episode one, season two, episode one. If you're keeping track of seasons like a TV show, we appreciate you guys listening. Like we said, if you have any questions, send them to us on Twitter. We'll be happy to answer them on the next episode. Make sure to tune in. Stay tuned. Games this week. You got Bali sports for game one and two. If you can't watch them, it's on ESPN tonight, or you can listen to them on the MLB.com app and game three on Wednesday will be on YouTube TV. Uh, will not be on Bali Sports or ESPN, so make sure you tune into that. For all of us here at In the Tank, I'm Aiden Pearson, joined by Matt Germain. Thank you so much, and raise up, ladies and gentlemen.